Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo everybody, and welcome to episode 7 of the Sacred Icon Halo podcast, where we talk all things Halo. We're back like a butt crack this time, talking about the second level of Halo Reach and our monthly Reach discussion as we deep dive into this stuff and get right into it. So without further ado, I'm your host, as always, Jovial Joshua, and joining with me is my friend, my pal, my buddy, and my host, you best believe, his exuberant witness. To my 343 Guilty Spark, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Arvett. Brian, buddy, what is up? What is up? Dude, I, I, now I'm glad you brought that up because remember, uh, wasn't that pretty cool a few days ago when uh, I actually got the voice actress who played Exuberant Witness to come? Yeah, Melanie was uh, her name? Yeah, Melanie. Uh, you should, uh, anybody who hasn't seen that, go go to the Sacred Icon Halo Twitter page and, and check that out. We posted that. We asked her... Uh, you know what it was like playing that character. That's that's my favorite character in Halo Five. Favorite new character in Halo Five. Uh, is it yours, Josh? I'm not sure. Yeah. 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 No. 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 I really, think, really I great think her character. name. I think the voice actress's name. I may be mispronouncing her last name, but it's Melanie Mini Chino. Yes. And uh, very she polite. did such a fantastic job. I remember all of us like after after we had all beaten the campaign and the game, like we were you know done with the story, like just talking about like she was one of the standout aspects of that, yeah. and in a good way, in a very Such good a way. Good character, like I, I genuinely want to see that character in a game again. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, Josh, you still enjoying your time with Reach, dude? It's been so much fun, man. Like it is still surreal to me when you get in a point where you're waiting for something for so long, and like you just you get used to it. You know, you get used to it not being out, but like waiting. You get more used to the waiting, mm-hmm. and if that makes sense, it's, it's just not a bad thing it's necessarily. Yeah. It's surreal that it's here that we're playing this, and it's like a few days out, and it's like I don't I know. love it, man. I love I, it. It's just as good as I remember it. Yeah, I wish I could just go back in time to that point when they announced ODST, and I was like, okay, reach. I wish I can go back yeah. in time and just pat myself on the shoulder and be like, it's coming, it's coming. You're gonna be a lot older. <laughs> You're gonna be a lot older when it gets here, but it's coming. Gray in your beard, boy, but. Yeah, I'm going to get it. Uh, so, Josh, let's talk about um, – I want to ask you first about we'll – talk about the multiplayer because on our last episode we didn't get a chance to get into that. Um, you haven't played multiplayer as much as I have, and I know you still haven't played a lot yet. Reach is still fairly new. Um, but uh, w- with the multiplayer you've played so far, I know we've been in campaign quite a bit. Um, what are your thoughts on multiplayer and Reach? I'm loving it, but it's different. It's different. Um, to preface, I – for those listening, I – 
have not uh, halo 4 and reach are probably my least played multiplayer games um, i don't like force as much personally although i do see it's it's perks for sure um, but halo reach is i just it, I, I was dating my first girlfriend at the time so every, all that was new and i wasn't really focused on playing multiplayer and halo dang reach. it girls taking us away from halo <laughs> but uh yeah so uh i played the beta but that was about it. And uh, when I did get to a point of playing that with Brian uh, prior to the release of MCC, um, we mostly got Forge maps, unfortunately. So I didn't really get to experience the breadth of what uh, Halo and I think 343 did the, the last map pack, correct? I didn't really get to yes, experience yes. the breadth of, of, of what was there per se. But uh, yeah, so playing it in this, um, it's fun. Yeah, I will say it feels more... It's different. Like... The best way I can put it is I do like playing competitively. Um, I am all for having fun. Like when I when I say I play competitively, I'm not like the kind of guy that's like screaming into his mic and getting mad at somebody and rage quitting. Like if I get frustrated, I'm doing it, you know, I'm saying it to myself, but it's usually my own fault. It's never really somebody else's. And uh, even though I play to win, I still want to have fun. And that's the most important aspect for me. So um, it doesn't, it, it the DMR I'm so used to the battle rifle as a starting weapon or or the pistol, you know, in Halo 5 and stuff like that. And the battle rifle, or I'm sorry, the DMR, uh, there's been so many times where I'm in a one-on-one battle and I cannot, like their shields are down, my shields are can't down. Can't land the shots. And I cannot, it's, well, it feels like I'm landing it, but it's like, it almost feels like how the battle rifle, it's sometimes tough in Halo 3 to get that, like, you have to lead it on. Yeah, I, I don't exactly. know if that makes it, there's something do to do with the collision detection in that that doesn't quite hit as well as a battle rifle does in like halo 2 or halo 5 or something so um I'm, I'm getting used to that and i'm going to adjust because i do love the dmr but uh it's different uh the one thing i will say is the little to no bloom that is there in this is like it feels great it looks great it feels great it makes it more enjoyable for some reason you know? yeah I'm, I'm a filthy casual i never minded the bloom but i know it i know it is a big issue so it's, it's a good thing yeah, I didn't. Well, I didn't mind it before, but now seeing it without it, I'm like, Ooh, yeah, I I prefer it this way mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but most do. No, I'm having fun. Um, I went into um, the you know Tuesday. I went into playing Invasion, and like that was my first time through. Now you had told me before you really liked this mode. Can you like just chat me up about that briefly? Well, I mean, the thing about because I'm just I'm a story guy. I'm a campaign guy, so objective-based multiplayer fits me better because I'm not so competitive. So the cool thing about Invasion is it pits Spartans against elites, and elites and Spartans are not perfectly balanced on purpose. Like, elites are a little stronger. They have roll sprints, or uh, Spartans have sprint, and, uh, like, the elites are taller, they're bigger, and basically, like, the elites are trying to hold down a point, and the Spartans are trying to get them to are trying to capture the point, and then every time a point's captured, part of the map opens up, like... Like if you play Boneyard, for instance, like uh, one third of the map will be open, and then if you manage to push the elites back, more of the map opens. And the problem is, <clears throat> the problem is, if you're playing as the elites or whatever, you don't want them to capture a point because every time they capture a point, they now have more room to to navigate, and they have better weapons and better vehicles, and it's best to just not let them capture points. So it's just really fun to get to switch back between playing, you know, playing Spartans and playing elites and. I miss being able to play as elites in, in multiplayer. Like, I mean, there's obviously like Halo 2 type multiplayer where you just play as an elite and it's virtually the same thing as a Spartan. That's fine with me. That's the preferred way because I think we all want there to be even balanced competitive playgrounds. But um, to be able to play them and reach and, and do this mode, 
Um, I really enjoy it. Uh, it's unfortunate that Invasion never really took off. I never never got put in another Halo game. Um, I love Invasion. Do you think if this one, if the um, the playlist count for that, like if the the community like plays that a good amount, do you think that's something that they would look at and maybe incorporate into Halo Infinite? Uh, I think they would if that happened, but I really don't think that'll happen. I just don't think. I think Invasion's too niche. Like objectives already less popular than like competitive regular multiplayer mm-hmm. um but then like invasion is like a niche of a niche you know so you know, i mean uh, Rick, Rick, me... ricochet might be more popular than invasion and we already talked about how that doesn't get enough play so oh, dude <clears throat> if there's anything like my favorite modes in multiplayer are regular team slayer but also capture the flag mm-hmm. and i say that more in the arena sense and a less big team battle despite loving that too but ricochet is that sort of like estranged uh relative that you don't see too much but it's like you're glad they're there when they're there and you're you're so happy for to be related to them because like i love ricochet so much and okay what little i played to get on subject of this um i haven't played much i've only played like one or two matches and it was on a forge map and uh there you have it (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I don't want to play on Forge maps. It, the, the aesthetic is horrible. Yeah. No. Uh, Keep it out of matchmaking. I played on a Forge map, and gameplay-wise, it was very fun. Right away, Brian, I was like, uh, this. I, like immediately in my head, I was like, this is why Brian likes this. Mm-hmm. And in a good way. Uh, I didn't realize you... like I was the Spartans, and I was defending with my team. And seeing them try to capture it, and I'm trying to like hold them off. That's so was cool. It, yeah. it created a, a lot of tensity, and uh, it almost felt like a horde mode too, in a it way. It felt like you know? a sto- it felt more story driven. It's not story. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing story driven about it, but it felt I could put myself in the world more because I'm like elites versus Spartans. Yeah. What, just, now this this might sound like maybe I'm way off. You can tell me if you think so. But strongholds in Halo Five. Do you feel like that's some kind of yeah, I just didn't like Strongholds in 5. Do you feel like that's some kind of evolution or devolution? Probably. I'm sure they looked into that. Okay. Because it, it does have that. a similar feel going for it in a way, but I don't... Yeah, it doesn't doesn't flow as much to me. But yeah, you know, in, in my first actual like Team Slayer match was on a Forge map, and it was a remake of Ascension. And now that was fun because I knew what I was playing on. That's and a good Forge okay. map. Like, There's lots of good Forge maps. It just sucks that the aesthetic's the, the same. Aesthetic, yeah. Cool. In any game... Uh, in any game, Halo Five had those like Orion and Pegasus. I think were the first two, and like I remember really loving. To this day, I like those map designs, but the aesthetics, like just oh, man, it makes it, it makes it not as fun to play in, you know. And yep. it's a bummer. But um, what I played is is fun. I can tell it's going to take me a little bit to get used to because it's got a. I mean, hats off to Bungie for just making multiplayer the way they wanted to make it and having it be successful. I know Reach was one of the least successful ones in terms of MLG and, and stuff like that, but I know it still has its fans, like yourself. So, I mean, how do you feel about the multiplayer? I mean, I've said it before, Reach is my second favorite multiplayer right behind Halo 2. Um, I've really, really loved Halo What's 2. What's your third? Or, um, third favorite multiplayer would be 5. I was gonna say I was if you didn't say that I was gonna ask okay no. where is five but continue no. yeah five five I mean I think five is the best you know but I my my personal favorite is two subjectively is two right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. subjectively reach. is two objectively is five um, I played Reach multiplayer probably more than any other Halo multiplayer I just played multiplayer a lot in that game I really enjoyed 
Um, the Spartan 3s, I like the health, I like the elites being in the multiplayer, I like the maps, I like the Spartan abilities, I had a lot of fun. I'm, I'm more of a casual, I'm not competitive, so I just enjoyed that. Um, I had a lot of fun. I love the DMR, an amazing weapon. Uh, it's, it's, I'm so glad they added that to the Halo sandbox. Um, but yeah, I'm having fun with the, <clears throat> having a lot of fun with the multiplayer. Um, I didn't mind the bloom, but I, I know that it's better without the bloom, so that's nice. Um, I played a lot of SWAT. Um, I forgot how much I love SWAT and Halo Reach. I think once Halo Reach is my favorite SWAT. I mean, I, I probably need to play five more to make sure of that, but like, I love SWAT and Halo Reach. That's just so satisfying, so much fun. I love the maps in, in Reach. I feel like the, the maps are very interesting. Um, more so, like, where I feel like the main Halo games, they tried to make them more competitively mapped out, per se, the maps. Reach seems like, like they asymmetrical got, and stuff. Yeah, I feel like Reach, they got a little more weird with it. Okay, like, I could like, see that. Let's have a little more fun. Let's get a little more weird. And, like, obviously that's not the best idea for, like, competitive players. But for me, it was just fun. And that's why I love Sword Base. Sword Base is just really cool. I love I love the elevator in Sword Base because you always got people coming up the elevator. You got people camping the elevator Oh, it's the a top. great – you know what that is? That's a choke point. And I love it. It's just so much point. fun. Yeah. Um, so I love Halo Reach's multiplayer. I'm probably going to be playing this quite a bit. I feel – I actually – this is what's weird for me because I'm such a campaign guy. Right now, I'm more interested in playing the multiplayer than the campaign. Dead serious. Okay. Yeah. Like Tell I just, more. I just, I'm really, I really enjoy the multiplayer in Reach. I have so much fun playing Reach's multiplayer. Um, it's just, I feel like it, for me personally, I don't think this is an objective thing at all. I think Halo Reach has the most fun moments in it of any Halo multiplayer, the most fun engagements. Like Halo 2 is my favorite because it's, it's just so much fun and it's such, so great and competitive. Um, and Halo 5 is great and competitive, but like Halo Reach, just, it's just got so many fun moments to it, like little, little fun moments that happen like you know with the elevator like i mentioned or armor abilities or um just weird levels and weird like sword base you got like these two different sides of this room and then these interconnecting pathways you know it's just it's just weird and it's fun you got spire where you have this giant tower that you can go up to the top of for no reason you know it just makes for fun moments and, and i just think reach has the most fun engagements for me and yeah i'm looking forward to playing more halo reach multiplayer I'm more excited to play it than the campaign right now, which is so weird for me because I love campaigns. <laughs> yeah, I love Halo Reach campaign. I um, can't wait to get back into it more. Um, yeah, it's I great. I want to say some more things. If, I could, if, go ahead. if you're done. No, I'm done. Take your time. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I, I got to give a, a couple quick shout outs. One of my favorite things, guys, is uh, running across really goofy gamer tags. And oh. you might hear me oh, say that from yeah. time to time if I come across some, uh, just because it, it, it makes me laugh so much. And I got to say, the ones I've, I've come across in Reach remind me, they take me back to the Halo 2 in three days of just how ridiculous and goofy some of the gamer tags were. I feel like I don't see these as much anymore, but go figure, Halo Reach has them. Uh, one of them in particular is Ye the Last Haw. Ye the last haw, ye. <laughs> so I was like, what the hell? Uh, and then I, when I played my first invasion match, uh, my rival in that match was someone by the name Sweaty Mud, <laughs> Sweaty Mud Butt. <laughs> sweaty Mud Butt. <laughs> Jeez, what is those people's gamer tags? <laughs> That's awful. Didn't you and I play with someone named like Ubi Luby? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to find that. Luby and oh my god, it's funny mud butt. Every time I try to shoot them, like a couple times, I did legit die because I see that name above their head. <laughs> it's a tactic, bro. If you don't got the skills, you just make your name sweaty mud butt. You know, that's nasty. Because nasty. Because first of all, it's nasty because it's a sweaty butt, and it's also muddy. 
Yeah, if this was Dungeons and Dragons, it would give me disadvantage on my attack rolls because uh, that name is so, so distracting. Uh, yeah, then also um, someone by the name Jello Sweets. Oh, <laughs> Jello Sweets. It's hard to say this Give me the Jello Sweets. In Sir Sauce. <laughs> Jeez. And then we had uh, Fat in the same match Fat Bean, Juicy Ubi, oh. and his buddy Funky Luby. <laughs> Juicy Ubi and Funky Luby. <laughs> The dynamic duo uh, And uh, let's see. And what was? Oh, and uh, no way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try to say this with a straight face. <clears throat> this was in. This was in one of the ones we played. Uh, his name was James Footlong HD. <laughs> uh. Thank you, James, for bringing your foot long in high definition. Uh, we appreciate that. Oh, it's not standard, okay? It's no, high definition. No, nobody wants that. James Footlong SD. <laughs> Jeez. Josh is a little tired, if you guys don't oh, know. Oh, man. Can't tell. I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, that was probably super loud on the mic. Uh, <laughs> sorry for your ears. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so aside from that, two things I wanted to touch upon. Hey, and then next but next podcast you can be like you're my what's the name you can be, you can be like you're my ubi lubi to my my whoop doob or whatever that his name was. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about sprint. Okay, talk about sprint. So it's on the right. Again, bu- it's on the left bumper in this game. Yes. So uh, I played. I was more familiar with Halo Four Sprint prior to Halo Five coming out than I was with Halo Reach because of my little playtime with it. I love it in Halo Five. I feel like it works. Halo Four. I feel like it went in the complete opposite direction. So again, I think Halo Five got it has gotten it the best out of all of them. However, Halo Reaches isn't bad. I don't feel the one thing I notice is despite the community at times seeming divided on this and not liking it, everyone I see when the match starts uses Sprint if they have it, you know, as a loadout. And unless you're playing like the MLG playlist and stuff like that or whatever it's called, it's a I think it's hard a hardcore playlist. But anyway, um. <clears throat> people are using that and I found myself using it a lot and it's like the next best thing to the thrust you know yeah I mean I, I, I think it's, so. I think I think you said it right I think Halo 5's is perfect or really good and then Halo 4's is pretty bad and Reach is this kind of middle ground yeah and you hear like when they're running they're sort of huffing and puffing and I gotta say too Brian yep, I didn't fine. realize this way back when but like whether you're an elite or a Spartan if you use the camo and activate it it has such a cool sound I don't think any mm-hmm. other Halo games had yeah, they put they put more attention to detail and stuff like that in Reach. You know, like yeah. like you said, the breathing and the because I feel like because I'm pretty sure you can give away your position by breathing. I would imagine so, especially if you have good good headphones. You can hear people um, running by you. So yeah, and the other thing I want to talk about is the precarization system, which I think is so cool that three point three is doing. Now I'm pretty Much sure this better. is pretty sure this is spread across the board. In the time since Halo Reach has been out, I actually haven't touched any of the other Halos like multiplayer. Uh, since but it does seem like every little bit of multiplayer you do you get experience for and through that you have a progression system of like armor unlocks and so far in season one if i'm not mistaken they're all for reach like i think you know most of them are for some of the armor permutations and stuff like that some other things are like firefight voices now someone pointed out excuse me actually a couple people did so i can't really give credit to one person but um and you can correct me if i'm wrong on this brian or if the people there are wrong but on Twitter, I've seen a lot of people talk about that they added the Master Chief helmet for Reach. I thought, see, I thought it was there in the original. Was it? Okay. So I, I thought it was, but since people are saying that it wasn't, I'm probably wrong. 
Well, either way, it's pretty cool. It is cool. It looks you very awesome. And I, I saw one of the, the, the last unlock. I thought that'd be cool, and and it was cool. <laughs> Major <laughs> Nelson. Good old, gotta love him, but wow, was did he really add to that conversation? In that Major, Major Nelson, he's a lovable dork. You know? so. And quick reference, guys. We're talking about the remaking of Halo 2. If you listen to our MCC podcast, or podcast episode, he, yeah, he, he was talking about Halo 2, and he was like, Talking about the couch co-op or whatever. And he's like, well, they had this idea. And I thought, that'd be cool. And it was cool. It was cool. <laughs> um, but uh, what were you saying, Josh? Or you No, wanna... I just like the progression system. I think it's I think it's really cool. And uh, I'm interested to see what they're going to do yet. with season two. Yeah. And, uh, dude, just looking at that, like even the, the sort of tears that you are when you're in the lobby system with people, it's really cool to see that. And I've just, again, I, this, we said it in the last episode, but I feel like this feels like Master Chief Collection fully released one hundred percent. It feels like this feels like this game is done. Yep. If that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, I'm I couldn't be Over happier. The moon. Mul- yeah, to to sum up the multiplayer on my end, I'm having a great time. And uh, I you know I, I can't I can't say I kind of want to rank it right now, but I really can't say where I would rank it. But I think it would be near the bottom. Okay. But I'm still having Fair fun. Yeah. That being said, I'm still having a lot of fun. Yeah, it's not as competitive, and I like the competitiveness, but at the same time, I don't at all feel as stressed. Uh, I'm sure some of you guys might relate, but when I go into some games, like in Halo 5, I feel a bit tense. Yeah. Sometimes I feel stressed. Like if Halo 5 is a 10 stress level, Halo 1 is a 1. Reach is probably like a 6 or 7. Yeah, that's fair. 5 or 6, I would agree with that. So I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. It's, it's a good little blend, I think, of casual with some competitive aspects. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Having a great time. Uh, Josh, you want to? I think you said in the last podcast. I think you said your favorite map was Powerhouse, right? The big circle one with. The, yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you like about the that top, map? Top of off the top of your head, like, what do you like played. about that map? I don't know. I, well, I think the main reason. I think I'm biased. The main reason why is because when I played the beta, that was the first map I yep, played on. It was the and one I remember using I the jetpack. Yeah. And yep. and like I remember like it was really cool at the time because back in Halo Three, everyone was like, "Oh, please give us a jetpack!" You know, and still, everyone wanted a jetpack. So uh, that, that was cool. aesthetically pleasing too to me. And I like the water. I think it is too. I think the. Uh, I think you said it in the last episode, or maybe it was earlier in this one. But the no, I think it was earlier in this one. But there's not a so much an asymmetrical like layout with some of these maps. You know, um, yeah. the symmetry is a bit off and stuff like that. So. Uh, I've noticed that, especially in that the, one. The design but of the map is, you, you. I mean, obviously it's a circle, but you have players running in a circle pretty much, you know, at all times. Yeah, yeah and uh, I definitely noticed that, you know, competitively, like you really want to hold that tower on the sort of left. Mm-hmm. If you're kind of spawning outside, yeah. you definitely want to have that tower on try to hold it. And I, I, I tend to find that's where a lot of like funneling is happening. People trying to come up the stairs for that choke point or, or people trying to sort of get in from like the other side. Um like coming in so uh it's, it's pretty cool it definitely presents some dynamics but i noticed uh, it tends to funnel into that one building as opposed to everywhere else yeah. but that's also for the more competitive crowd and i think less the the, the just casual people so yeah. but yeah powerhouse yeah i think and as i talked about before my favorite map sword base and it's made you know what if i'm just going to pinpoint it, it's that damn elevator i love that elevator <laughs> i'm such a casual. oh dude it's that'd it's probably love- be my second favorite because yeah. of that choke point so it's, much fun, fun. The, the way because you have like the top of the elevator you have the little elevator room then outside the room, you have people coming from the ramp, the the passageway to your right, and you have people coming from up the stairs on your left. 
So you have all these different which ways people are coming from. You have people entering the elevator at the bottom. It's just a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of cool you know battles. What's the most happen. fun? Uh, some of my, I, I have several memories of like having either a sword or shotgun. Oh yeah. And like having someone ranks. come up with the opposite Take and having that battle, and it's like, oh, you're like, oh, I'm on my tenth kill before someone finally gets gets a drop on you. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but any final thoughts on our just multiplayer for the moment? I'm sure we'll have plenty more to say in the future, but yeah, well, yeah, we definitely will. But uh, no, I'm enjoying it so far. I think. I think despite me kind of viewing it more lower on the list of multiplayer games in Halo, but uh, I'm still having fun. I'm still still enjoying it. And, man, I love that DMR. I I actually can't tell whether or not I like this DMR or Halo 5s better, but I know that I love them both. So overall, I'm having a great time. It's ridiculous, but Halo 5 is the worst DMR for me because I hate how it looks. Fair enough. I think think the best-looking DMR is 4s. I love how 4s look. Okay. Just just aesthetically. Um, but yeah, you might yeah, have closing, to get into, Oh, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say closing thoughts just to summarize. Uh, yeah, it's been fun and it's it's surreal to. It's it's still a bit of a shock to me that this is out and we're playing this in the Master Chief Collection, and it works. Hats off to three four three. If any of you guys are listening, did a great job and uh, I'm having so much fun playing this. It feels so good to have this here at the end of the decade. They killed so, it, man. They put so yeah. much put so much work into this. The, the pro, I'll say it. I'll say it as much as 343 says it because they say it a lot, but I think it's just because it's the best way to describe it. They're, it's a labor of love. A lot of the projects mm-hmm. they do, it's a labor of love. It's a bunch of people who, who love Halo and they're, they're want, they want to give us the kind of package yeah, that... Uh, you got to think they want to play that too. I mean, this was over at Bungie, so this is a Bungie-made game that 343 is taking on, and and that's really cool. So great job, guys. So I'll, uh, I'll kind of bring us into the campaign a bit here. We'll, Josh and I went over the first mission on the last podcast. We'll go over the second mission. Campaign now. rewind. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the second mission is uh, <laughs> Josh is doing dances, and he's, he's wondering why I'm not giving him appropriate feedback. He's like, look at me, look at me. Uh, Notice me. <laughs> um, but uh, second mission is called Oni Sword Base. And I'll just kind of, you know, I'll kind of skim through some parts and just touch on the, the, big, the big parts here. I'm not going to get down to the nitty-gritty of all of it, but... Uh, this mission starts out and you're with Cat. You kind of have this uh, open area that's already under attack. Um, lots of elites and jackals and grunts and all of the above. And you fight your way kind of through that area and you get down to this uh, door uh, doorway you have to o- that leads into kind of an open outside area. And there's a target locator there. This is the first Halo game that has anything like this. It's called the target locator. Um, personally, the target locator is pretty cool, but for me. I hate that it has to take up a weapon spot because I'm like, I got two good weapons and now I got to pick up this target locator. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the target yeah, locator? Same, same thing, Josh? Same thing. Yeah. Um, and, but when you come out that door, there's a bunch of wraiths and it's just it's really nice to use the target locator to take out those wraiths. And, Is it just me or are those wraiths a lot more accurate than they are in other Halos? They're pretty accurate. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. I think you're right. I mean, it could be heroic mode, but uh, yeah, I think they're pretty know. accurate. Um, what, what, I got what, wrecked what, a couple times. Yeah. What really irritated me is I grabbed. The, I, I had really good. I had like a fully loaded DMR and a fully loaded sniper, and I dropped the DMR for the target locator. Went out, shot the wraith, turned around to pick up my sniper that closed the door on me. Yeah. So or pick up my DMR. So I was gone. <laughs> that sucks. So I just had the target locator for a little while with no ammo or wasn't using it. So I took I out the race. The, What's that? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I was using the armor lock. I remember a couple times because like oh, it would yeah. come out. They they were their shots were so accurate. The first yep. like one or two times I died, I was like, okay, switched out the sprint for the armor lock. And you know what, dude? I gotta say on a side note, like every time he like throws down with that armor lock, that's how I feel when I listen to like Lincoln Park or like when I listen to Phil Collins. Like it just feels so oh, powerful. If I'm if I'm not you know listening to music that has me do that, then I'm not, I don't want to listen to it. 
Right. So armor lock like even, all day long. Even disco music makes you feel that way. Yeah. Except just, I'm standing. Just, no, I just picture like a really fancy dancing like disco place and there's just a guy armor locking over and over again in the middle of the room. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. So yeah, yes. So you uh, take out this race. Cool. And I don't know if you know this, Josh, but you can choose if you want to go left or right. The mission will play out differently. Well, it plays out the same, but like it'll play out in the order you a different order depending. So if you go. I know that off yeah. the top of my head. I always go right. Do you go right? I think I did go right. Okay. So you go right and you come up to this uh, little tiny like uh, little bunker and it's got a bunch of enemies around it. And there's a button on top of the bunker you have to press uh, to bring down this uh, anti-air. Like two of them, I think. Uh, I thought there was maybe, one there. Maybe, maybe, it, yeah. maybe I'm thinking of the opposite place. Yeah. So, But you can you, – we always take right, but you can take left too. And like you'll, you'll do the same things and have the same encounters. It's just they designed it in a way. So if you take left – if you go left, like the pelican will come and drop off a warthog in the left area first and vice versa. So you can, it gives you a little freedom there and go left to right. And you get done with that little bunker on the right and you kind of go forward and it brings you to this bigger area. It's got two buildings separated by a little valley. And then you have the Revenant vehicle there, which I might, I might want to say, I really, I really enjoyed that vehicle. The, the Revenant, it's like the mini Wraith. Um, I wouldn't have minded seeing that vehicle come back later. I think it's a much more well-designed vehicle than something like the Spectre, even though I like the Spectre. Um, you have something to say, Josh? Yeah, I just, you know, I feel like it's one of those things that seems like between the Spectre and the Revenant that those, like, are things that they've tried to do. They've tried to give, like, the uh, Covenant, like, a Warthog-like. Just doesn't happen. Um, Same with trying to get the just hasn't, a Banshee. Yeah, it hasn't quite stuck. And yes, yeah, that is a great uh, comparison. It just hasn't quite stuck. Yeah, I think the closest thing, I think they could <clears> tweak <throat> the Hornet from Halo 3, me. and that'd be the best thing for you to see. As far as the flying vehicle, it wasn't perfect in three, but like that was the closest to like a banshee level type thing, mm-hmm. so they could tweak that. Um, but yes, yeah, so you get to this area, you get a little little valley between these two buildings. You get a revenant there, and uh, you got to take off, take up, <clears throat> take out the enemies on the closer building. Take out the revenant, then you go to the other building. You got to climb up to the top. You got to press a button there to bring down another. I believe it's anti air, isn't that what it is? You're bringing down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, then you, you once you clear that area, pelican drops off another warthog. That brings you back around to the same spot that you originally got to choose if you want to go left or right. It's just one big circle. It brings you back around. Then you kind of go back in through the way you got the uh, target locator, and you go back up to the main area you started the level at, but now there's a door opened up that wasn't before, and it takes you inside the sword base. And inside there's two hunters. You see two hunters for the first time in Halo Reach. Uh, Josh, did you find the hunters challenging on heroic and reach, or did you just take them out no problem? Uh, it wasn't wasn't too too bad. I I'll be honest. Uh, I charged right into it, you know, really, and tried to take them out. Like I, I grabbed the rockets and I, I, I did remember too, taking them. But I died. Yeah, once. I took I, did I took twice. the first one out. I didn't die there, but I did die a lot prior. Uh, when you're trying to get that AA gun activated, I remember a couple times I was I was struggling, but I was also kind of like just flying through it because I. Some of those times, man, something to do with the music, you just feel like a badass and yeah. you feel like you can take on all of them, but then you realize your shield's down and it's taking a bit to go up. You're like, and you oh, die. and you run around, you run behind, yeah. try to hide. It's like, don't let me die, don't let me die, don't let me die until you get off to the yeah. side. Like, yep. Come back. Yeah, so fighting the Hunters was fun um, because it's the first time to see them again. They're, they're yeah, more challenging in Reach than other Halos, I think. I could see that. Like, yeah, definitely more than the one. Sec- and two. The first one I killed from far away was easy, but then the second one, as he was getting in my face, I was like, I tried to outstrafe him so I could get behind him, and I was actually having a little bit of difficulty with that. Yeah. So, yeah, so that love was those cool. guys though. You get to fight those hunters, then you go up an elevator that takes you up to a another floor of the base, and you're gonna go down this. There's a you go up that elevator, and there's like some uh, armor abilities and uh, weapons there. You go down this uh, hallway that takes you into the main room, which is the actual sword base map from multiplayer. Is where it takes you into, and there's a big firefight going on there with elites and and 
uh, grunts and jackals and all that. And uh, yes. you can you can see how like Bungie does such a good job. Like I, I would say personally, I'm sure someone could probably bring up something I'm not thinking of, but for me, Bungie is best at the in the industry of reusing assets. They reuse assets in such ways that I don't even notice sometimes. And you know, this is the sword based map that they're using here. And when you come in, they've got like barricades set up and a bunch of like gunfire and like grenade like blast like powder on the ground and stuff. And you kind of come in, you fight all these guys off. And then as you, you as you ascend up the sword based tower, they've removed the elevator. They've blocked off a couple passageways that are there in the multiplayer to kind of give you the straightforward linear campaign level design. I was going to um, ask you real quick. Yeah. Uh, now I know we've talked about this before, but. And I know I think it was Mark Leto who said, um, if they, you know, because of, of the sort of design, you know, having it, you know, multiplayer and campaign, that because the difficulties that kind of came with that, they don't know if they would have done that again had they, yeah, had the option. I was going to ask you, do, you, is it fair to say that they kind of designed that part of the game as sort of like, okay, this section here. Let's make this a multiplayer map. How how can we make this? Or do you feel like they made it? They focused more on the sort of campaign design of it, and I, then how I mean, it would marry into multiplayer. How do you feel like they their approach was with that? I think it, I think it varied because, in my opinion, sword base is obviously made for campaign, and then and then for me it was multiplayer secondly, um, and I think that's why people don't like that map competitively because it's it's not really designed perfect like the best for competitive play. Uh, so I think it was campaign. But then you go you look at something like Powerhouse. Powerhouse is definitely designed to be multiplayer. And then if you if you play the, the mission, it's the June mission, the next mission we're going to play, you you go by Powerhouse. Like, Powerhouse, the whole map is in that level, campaign level. So that's the one you were talking about before, where, yeah. like, you can just pretty much go by it and it's there, but there's nothing yeah. there. Yeah, there's really, there's really no reason to go in it at all. You just kind of walk right by it. Um, so for that, like, in that instance, it's very much a multiplayer map that was put into campaign. So, yeah, I, I don't think, like, obviously, it, in a sense, it did work because the campaign and the multiplayer is great. Um, they could have continued to do that, but I personally don't think I would have liked to see that continue in Halo. I don't like, you know, having my multiplayer maps in my campaign and vice versa. Like, I like them to be separate. Use the same aesthetics, you know. It's cool when you have, like, aesthetic in multiplayer that, that reminds you of the campaign, but don't straight up put, you know, the multiplayer maps in the campaign, I would say. So, um, but yeah, so you, you, kind of go, you try to ascend to the top of the sword base because Emil's up there and he's uh, taking heavy fire from like race and banshees and stuff so you go all the way to the top um and i noticed actually um I, I wonder if this is different or if it was like this in the original but yeah i'm guessing you didn't get this but when you get to the top of sword base before you get to a meal you can go down this ramp and there's a data pad on the ground it's one of the easter eggs um and it's yeah i did not it's, catch it's under the ramp and i'm pretty sure data pads were only in levels if you played on legendary in the original I could be completely wrong, but I don't think I ever got a data pad in Halo Reach original. But I, I found one already in Heroic, which surprised me. It was down. It was down. It was at the very top of the sword base, down a ramp. It was underneath the ramp. Um, like, I was gonna say, yeah, there was. A, I don't know if that was the same area, but there's an elite down there, and you yep. get achievement for. Okay, now, I did that, fight yeah. him, but I guess I missed. Okay, the yeah, there's a data pad laying there, and I picked it up, and it. The data pads. Um, tell the story of the assembly it's a group of ai and it's a really cool story that i'm not not as well read on as mo most things in halo and i would definitely recommend if any of you guys have any interest in the assembly easter egg stuff from halo reach uh check out at haruspis on twitter uh his name's alex he did a he's awesome yeah he's really awesome very supportive great guy 
and he did a write up on the the assembly podcast from or the, I'm not sorry podcast the assembly um, data pads in Halo Reach uh, on his blog. So uh, check that out if you guys are interested. But uh, so I picked that up, um, and then you end up getting to the top, very top of Sword Base, where there's kind of like a blown open wall where like the Covenant have, have like breached in there, and Emil's up there with a the rocket launcher. And you go up there, you pick up a rocket launcher yourself, and you fight off uh, some banshees and some rays, and they drop off some first time. I think it's the first time we see uh, invisible elites. Uh, they drop invisible elites off at the very well, in top. reach specifically. In reach, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they drop invisible elites off. You take off, take out those uh, elites, take out the wraiths, take out the banshees. Um, I like how the rocket launcher. I like the way they did the rocket launchers lock on in this game. Like mm-hmm. Halo Two's is a little overpowered, but then I'm pretty sure Halo Three doesn't have oh. a lock on at all. It's my favorite because no, I love Halo Twos, but it's almost a, you know what? It's a little, I, I have little so many power. memories on coagulation of like locking on to someone. Oh yeah, it's a blast. Or that warthog, and you just and you're from far away, man, but you still have that range, and like it, you just see it sizzle and frizzle all the way over there, and it just it gets them. It's so satisfying, or when it misses, and you're like ah. But it is cool in this, and I will say I died several times at this part when I played it um, because of that. I can't remember his ranking, but the yellow elite okay. that's over there. Um, that I think he had a fuel rod cannon. Oh, it kept blasting you. Yeah, and I just and then there was the camo one on the left. I didn't notice the camo one the first like mm. two times I think. And yeah, so yeah, after a couple times, it's like okay, I gotta go after one each one of them simultaneously, yeah. not simultaneously, but individually. And I did that, and then I was doing that, and uh, I just hit behind a wall, and then came on rocket launchered him, and hit behind a wall again, and took him out pretty easy. But uh, so yeah, that's what you, I gotta say. The AI in this is actually very good. I would say very, it's very the closest good. to Halo One's AI. Like Halo One is held as like the best AI in Halo. I feel. I feel Halo like, Two is ridiculously difficult. Yeah, Halo. Jackals, I wouldn't call. Man. I wouldn't say Halo Two's AI is as good as One. Like, there's a difference between well-designed AI and AI that, like, you're talking about jackals and punishing. Yeah, like the jackals snipers in Halo Two Legendary. I wouldn't call that good AI. I would just call that pinpoint accurate. Like. Immediately know where you're at. Hit you. Immediately. I want a YouTube montage of jackals sniping players. They're the they're, they're the <laughs> dude. They're the, Dark Soul should have a final boss that's jackal snipers. It'd be the hardest <laughs> boss in the game. I like that. I like that. Um, but uh, yeah, so you you clear out the the aircraft there, and and um, then that level ends, and uh, you find out that you're going to link up with Doctor Halsey, which is really cool because this is the end of the level. It goes into the cutscene. At this point in time, it's 2010. We have never seen nor heard anything of Dr. Halsey mm-hmm. ever in Halo video games. Um, and uh, Dr. Halsey was originally really uh, uh, included in the book The Fall of Reach, um, which was a book that came out actually like a month or two before Halo 1 came out the game. The book came out first, even though it's based on the game, obviously. Um, and so we'd, we'd heard about this character, Dr. Halsey. We'd come to love her for all these years, and we're finally getting to see her put on screen. And... and Personally, my favorite rendition of Dr. Halsey is her Halo Reach version. I love the way she Oh, no. I was waiting for... What? She looks so good in Halo Reach. Like, I, I don't like the way... Like, don't get me wrong. She looks fine, but I'm I don't like the way she stumped. looks in, in Halo 4 and 5 very much. Yeah. I'm sad right now. You guys can't see my face. I have a huge crush on 4 and 5's Halsey. It's because now, she's missing an arm, isn't it? You sick person. Oh, Yes, that's exactly why. No, dude, I just love how she looks. And uh, her voice, I think, syncs up with her look far more better than I think it does in Reaches. But I just, her her look, the way they designed her, how, I love it. I love it so much. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, I said before how I have a crush on Cat. Like Dr. Halsey blows her out of the water. I mean, Dr. Halsey's not reach. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. no. I mean, it's just as a matter of fact, I was going to say this is this is something I wanted to talk about. Okay. I do not like Halsey in this. Now, I think Halsey, I love Halsey is way a more in this one than four and five. Okay, I can, I can, I can see that objectively. It's just subjectively. Okay, from a subjective standpoint, I'm going to look at this objectively. Okay, so Halsey in four and five is still similar to the Halsey in Reach. I don't feel like there's too much difference in terms That's of her fair. character. She's still morally gray, or at least more. <clears throat> She's not necessarily a good person. Like she has a soft spot for her Spartan twos, you can tell. But at the same time, she's very self-interested, and I do think that it feels like it's the same throughout. But in this one, man, considering I'm with this group, you know, this is this is a group I'm a part of. Boy, is she an ass to them. And I love her and Carter going back and forth, and how he checks her a couple times, and she's yeah. like, he talks about winter contingency, and she's like. You know, are you threatening me? You know, Spartan, and he's like something like just, just reminding you of or whatever he says. Yeah, and she, like, I was like, she's oh. like, I could throw you in the brig for that, and and then Carter's like, maybe you'd want like to join her, <laughs> like, yeah. like maybe throw you in the brig. Um, I, I get what you're this saying, was a man. Great I, scene. I like everything about Halsey better in, in the Reach game. I like her character model better. I like the way she acts better. I will say that it's close enough to four and five that it doesn't seem like it's too despairing. But well, would you agree that her character, at least in terms of how she sort of acts? Is, is similar to what we get in four and five, like yeah, three, no, four, three versus Bungie Hall. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they I all line, they're similar. They line up well enough. I just I like how she looks more in Reach, and this is what the weird thing. Like for all the controversy around Bungie not making Halo Reach the game line up with the book, The Fall of Reach, I actually feel like the Halsey in Halo Reach the game reminds me the most of the version from the books I read, not the one from Halo Four and Five. Now, don't get me wrong. The Halsey in Halo 4 and 5 does very much seem like Halsey from the books. But the way I pictured Dr. Halsey when I read The Fall of Reach is exactly how she's presented in Halo Reach the game. She's very strict and almost almost so uh, confident in herself that she's rude, but she has a soft spot. Very self-assured. She has a soft spot, and she loves her children, which are the Spartans, and she feels bad for what she's done to them. And she doesn't know she's going to live with it. And I Here's got the that thing, actually, I said that. I'm almost like I'm. I'm almost starting to redact it as I as I think about it because like she, it, it does feel like she does have a bit of a soft spot. But I think it's more for John because even with George, you do get the sense of that there's a soft spot. But at one point at the very end, he says something about you know refers to her as mom as he's leaving with the rest of them, and she's looking at her data pad, doesn't even look at him. But I think it's just to show she's more interested in her work. But yeah, I was going to say she's very self interested in like. It makes her character unique. It yeah. makes it cool. She's a great character. But, and don't, don't get me wrong. Halo 343 is done a, a miraculous job. And I would actually say, if I'm going to be objective, I would say 343 has done a better job with Halsey. Because they've given her I, so much. I think so, too. Yeah, they've given her so Bungie much. Whatsoever. Love Bungie. Yeah, they, but, they've given her so much backstory in, in books and extended, expanded material. They've put her in the games. They've made her a great character. She's very compelling. Uh, 343 gets props for that. I just personally, God, I pr- my preference is... My preference is the Reach one, but yeah. They Ryan, if they if they change her, like her look, I'm going to be so sad. And it's going to be because of me. It's going to be because of me, and you'll have to know that I'm the one who <laughs> yeah, changed They're listening. They're like, change it now. They're like, oh, but Brian? Okay, yeah. You know what? Like, Cortana's gotten changed in every one of them, but 4 and 5's Halsey has been the same. Yeah. So I hope she's I just don't understand. Dude, I, you can tell me this is a nitpick. I honestly don't know if it's a nitpick. I just I hate that they got rid of her arm. It didn't make no sense to me. Like, it don't make no sense. I always no say sense. that. Yeah. I always say that. It doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense to me because 
it wasn't, I've talked about this before, but there's no reason for her, for them to remove her arm. It didn't act to advance the plot or her character in any way. It just happened for shock value. Would you, you know, agree with I that? think it just, it just is what it is. Yeah. I they mean, need to, they more need to give less. her a robotic I, one or something. To be honest, I, I was completely indifferent to it. I didn't hate it and I didn't love it. It just, it was something that happened in the story and I just rolled with it. Just but, like when so I took, don't really look at it. Just like the when they took Thor's eye away in Ragnarok and made me upset and then they gave it back to him in Endgame and I'm like, eee. <laughs> or uh, was it was Endgame? No, it was, uh, it was, it was uh, Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah. Back. Well, anyway, I know what you're saying. And, and I, I mean, I feel a little bit differently, but I still understand. Like, I don't, I don't mind it. It doesn't detract from anything for me, but, um, Oh, I hope for your sake, Brian, that she'll get a mechanical arm like a girl cat. I think it'd be cool. Um, but anyways, so yeah, we kind of already touched, touched on it, but yeah, the Spartan threes and George, they meet up with her and she kind of belittles them. And, uh, we get to see that she has, a, that her and George have a little bit of a history because he's a Spartan too. Um, but, uh, yeah. Josh, what do you think of that? What do you think of that mission overall, and what do you think of it in compared to the first mission? Oni Sword. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot more, but again, I think I said this in the last Me episode. Um, it's just because the first episode is got some padding to sort of build up what's coming after, because it's a it's a quick burn, you know, of going through this sort of like uh, downhill slope of of events, and you can't turn away from it. And the first mission is really. You know, you think you're fighting insurrection, insurrectionists. You quickly find out it's not. It's the Covenant. And then you're just, you're like the characters. You're in the same position of trying to figure out why they're there. The second mission, you know, things just pick up right away. And I love that. And plus, i got to say, um, it made me so happy playing this the first time and playing through it again. Just that it's got the wide open spaces. I mean, you know what? I love Halo 2. And Halo 2 is always going to be up there for me because it is my most, uh, aside from Halo 3, it's, I got so much nostalgia attached to it. So it's always, it's going to be hard to beat for that reason. But the level design in that is so much more linear. And it does have some open spots, but it is for the most part linear. And I just didn't like that as much going from Halo 1 to Halo 2. Um, so I was really happy. I, I like Halo 3's campaign is probably my favorite. Not even as much as I love the story, not even necessarily because of that as it is the map design. I love the levels in that game aside from maybe Cortana. But um, Halo Reaches, I'm just finding myself having so much fun again. I'm dying a lot because of it because you, you have those moments like when you're in the Warthog with Cat and like there's so many of those like ghosts and stuff mm-hmm. like that in this level. I was dying a lot yeah but it was fun yeah i I, I like the second level better than the first one as well i think it was a a very good level it starts you right off with action and it and it ends you just as action-packed as you started um i love the i love the sword i love everything about sword base in multiplayer and in campaign and it was cool to see hunters in that level again and um uh to be able to to be able to cap that off with the cutscene with halsey you know it was just i mean i remember when i played the reach for the first time and i was like Holy crap! We're getting to see Halsey on screen. This is crazy. That was cool. And that was so exciting. So yeah, I, I want to say that real quick just to wrap up on mine. Uh, that was pretty neat because at the time I had only gotten through about half of the Fall Reach book. At some point, I had just fell off of it, uh, which was my loss at the time. Have finished that book, love it, but at the time, only got about halfway. And it was I just remember it was really cool to see Halsey in there. I just thought that was neat. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see someone from the books um, yeah. coming. Halsey's in. journal really adds to the game. I, I gotta read that. Yeah, I need to you know, loan it to you or something. But yeah, it's definitely worth reading. But uh, okay, Josh. Uh, what, what, actually, let's give. We didn't do this for the last episode, but what would you give uh, Oni Sword Base out of ten? As of right now, off the top of my head, six out of ten. But that doesn't Ooh, mean I don't okay. like it. I is, feel like people see a six out of ten and they're like, what? "Is that is that That's six horrible. out of ten for Halo levels in general, or just Reach?" Uh, Reach. Okay, I say. 
The first one, I'd probably say like a four out of Ooh. ten. But again, I feel like these levels. Josh hates Halo Reach confirmed. That's not. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. looking at it objectively. Like I'm having fun playing these, but it's it. There's so much build up. It's like even though it's a downhill slope, you have this build. Mm. It gets know, better. Uh, like in the, the intensity. For, for, oh my god, the last several levels. Yeah. Ooh, okay, I would baby. say. I'd say for the first level, I would give it a, a six out of ten, and the second level, I'd give it a seven out of ten. Wow, making me seem like an ass. Uh, well, how you know, hard you are, you are, I am. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, it's okay. Um, got yeah. serious like that. <laughs> so, Josh, you mind if I read a uh, a fan uh, a question? Well, a question I asked everyone on Twitter and some fan responses. Yeah, buddy, let's get to that. I, I love hearing this stuff. Okay, let's see here. Um, so, I said, let me sorry about my voice here, guys. One second. <coughs> got that winter weather, you know. Um, so <laughs> winter contingency weather. Do, it's the winter contingency. <laughs> uh, I bought my mic. <laughs> I was so taken aback by that. <laughs> uh, I said, if you're anything like us, Halo has always been more than just a game. For me, it filled my head with wonder of what could be done in video games. It helped me form friendships as well as mend old ones. I love to hear everyone's stories of what this universe has done for them. And I shared a 27-second clip of a, of a LAN party I hosted. And it got uh, four thousand views. Just so happened to miss. Yeah, the one that Josh so happened to not. I be worked at. that night. I remember that. Justin was texting me. He's like, "Josh, call in. This is amazing. It's like the old days." And I was like, "God damn it! I want to be there." Yeah, <laughs> and I missed it. But. Dude, we had like ten little Caesar's pizzas and chili cheese dip, and oh man, we had so much, so much good stuff. And we know how you like that chili cheese, Josh. You know, it, talk about Josh has it straight in the veins. It's crazy, uh, but <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I put this. Uh, I attached this video. Of uh, my land party, um, it got four thousand views and a lot of traction, a lot of comments. So people definitely have a lot of memories associated with land parties and good stuff. So I asked people about their memories and I got a lot of good responses. So I'll start off with a couple of those. Um, so the first response I got was from Nick. He goes by at King Grunt. It's K one N G underscore G two U N T. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We've had him. You said because we've had him on here before. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, just well, we might have. I'm not. I can't remember the names for sure exactly in the past ones. Okay. But Nick's great. Yeah, he's he's provided a lot of good stuff. He says, in winter of '06, me and three of my buddies hung out in a basement playing Halo 2 four-player FFA on every map for hours on end. The night consisted of rage, laughs, Mountain Dew, and very stale Doritos. It was great. <laughs> oh, and I found my sweater I had left there the year before. Oh, nice, <laughs> dude! That doesn't that just like doesn't that just remind you of so many so many moments we've had in the past, like Mountain Dew and Doritos? I know people make jokes about that, but that is Halo, man. <laughs> it is, and you know what, dude? Uh, I gotta say that's pretty cool that you guys did a lot of free for all stuff in all the land parties I've ever been to, and I've been to quite a lot. Um, I, I free for all has never really been a thing that's that's gone on, so that's yeah, actually really cool. Team. Usually, it comes down to Team Slayer, yeah, or, or objective, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a team thing. I tell you, no, I know, I know, it's a stigma, stigma man, but you know, he mentions basements. Mountain Dews and Doritos, like add pizza to that, and you got Halo in a nutshell for me. Like I love, Dude, I love that stuff. It's you know what, man. I don't know. If, I wonder, almost wonder if we were just conditioned this way by the Halo Two making up documentary. That little like four minute segment of where the guys talk. I, I think it was Otto talking about how like you know he said you know used to be used to tell your wife you know hey I'm gonna go have some beers with the guys or go hang out with the guys or go play cards. Now it's honey I'm gonna go play mm-hmm. Halo with the guys and and awesome. then they have this they have this whole thing showing that stuff and like oh. 
man it's amazing and it was all everyone eating pizza and hanging out and just talking about their love of it so yeah i love great that. great answer great comment yeah um so the next one is from it's uh well i don't know i don't know what the i don't know what the uh what do you call it it's like a break now underscore the, it's not an underscore it's oh, like a, it's just a straight line it's like an l I, I don't know what it is yeah, either. I would it's like right. to say it. But anyways, it's Photon. We want to say it correctly, so we're sorry yeah. we can't. Um, he's, he's a cool guy. He's uh, Photon. He goes at, at Photon, but he's got those symbols in front and back of his name. I, I'm sorry. I don't mm-hmm. know what those are. But uh, he said, they uh, cemented old friendships and forged new ones as well. But it led me on a path of self-discovery through creativity because I emulated elements of Halo 1 for art class. To this day, I do all of the above in its name. So that's super cool, dude. Like... His 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 art and uh, his creativity is comes from from Halo. Like to this day, he does it in the name of Halo. He says so. It's like it's just another yeah. way that someone was inspired by Halo. Yeah, I guess I've spoken with him briefly and stuff like that. If that's the one I'm thinking of, yeah, probably. Um, it's it's hard to it's hard to put some of the names to the pictures and stuff like that. <laughs> the pictures I remember, but yeah, um, I'm pretty sure I saw that comment. And yeah, dude, that guy's great. And uh, definitely, it's definitely amazing to see. Like I don't, I didn't really know about that years ago. I didn't really see the effect it really had on people in terms of art and design and stuff like that. Halo, I mean specifically. But it's cool to see that, like, interacting with everyone on Twitter. I'm noticing this more and more. Like Kirstie and stuff like that. I think I said her name right. I'm sorry if I didn't. If you're listening, but uh, just oh, Kirstie for for Halo. Yeah, yeah. So like, just seeing people's like the the art inspiration and just how that's changed them, and just like with Matthew's um con- the constructs, I think they're called. Yeah, mega constructs. Yeah, the yeah, and the stop motion stuff he does, which is really cool. So like, it's neat seeing all that stuff because I wasn't as much aware of that before. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it it's great. It's great, man. The stuff that Halo's done for people and just the effect it's had. We're not alone on this. You know, Twitter's made that. Yeah. And I, I got to say, he he mentioned, I think he said something about cementing friendships. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can be the most antisocial guy at times because I'm, I'm I, like, I'm very nice, but I'm also very shy. And uh, it doesn't take too long for me to be outgoing, but it, I just, just get my foot in that door, you know, getting there. And um, I got to say, actually, uh, when I went over to, to Brian's the last time we had a LAN party, he had told me about his friend Kyle. And I'd known about this guy for years, just from Brian's perspective of what he had told me of him. Now, I, Kyle always sounded like an awesome guy, and he completely is, but I had I'd never met him before. So I knew Kyle was going to be there. And I was just nervous because it's nervous meeting new people. And I made sure right away I got to talk to Kyle, and dude, we hit it off right away. Now we're friends. Um, we were both in Brian's wedding. Got to talk to him, meet his wife. They're all they're awesome and stuff like that. And, you know, but it, it's just, that's the thing. It's immense friendships. It, make, it makes new friendships. I mean, I mean, you, you, you and me and Kyle, well, a lot of the reason, a lot of things we talk about is Halo. You know, it's like yeah. it's still cementing. Well, it's, I, I think sometimes, at least from a social anxiety aspect on the outside looking in, it's like you expect. I think there's a part of me that would that expects there to be a certain person who's going to be the trash talker, who's not going to just be able to relax and have fun. You expect it to be a little bit tense, but it never is. Everyone mm-hmm. always has fun, and it's all in good fun. Dude, you might have someone thing. who's competitive. You might have someone com- casual, but it's always fun. All these Halo land parties I've held as an adult, when I set that land party up and throw out invites. People are pushing their schedules back to make it. It's insane. They're they're calling it. They're they're taking time off work. They're asking their wife. They're saying, "Babe, I need this." 
because it's just like it's that you know as we all get older oh, we get dude. married have kids like people just don't get to do this anymore so they're making time for it dude and they show up and they're pumped we're talking about people in their 30s and they're pumped like it is we're right back in high school man it's amazing yeah i mean let's be real guys uh and girls listening like it realistically as much as we have these life responsibilities and we got to be adults and stuff like that honestly when it comes down to it if we get a chance to do a halo land party we don't care about that stuff. I mean, no, seriously, that, like it, it, it really get like we pizza, get that soda. I think, dang. Yeah. I think to most people you're like, you want to, you have to be like, you know, responsibilities first, but realistically, like internally, selfishly, you want to just mm-hmm. do land party stuff all the time as much as possible and forgo responsibilities. Cause it's so much fun. So yeah. Great answer though. Uh, next one we have is from uh, Jackal incorporated. I think we've had him on here before as well. He's at Jackal incorporated, Jackal Inc underscore Inc four twenty. He says, when I started playing Halo for the first time, it wasn't an activity. It wasn't an activity I do alone. Everyone was talking about it, and it was just nice, just a nice thing that everyone could just talk about. We didn't even need to play the game together. Good effing times. So basically, what he's saying is, it was just nice to have something that everyone wanted to talk about. You know, it wasn't something he did alone. Because you know, a lot of times, you know, you play video games. It was just something you did alone when you were younger, and then you went to school, and no one cared about it. You know, but Halo was just this water cooler thing that everyone talked about. Yeah, I will say, you know, I'll touch upon it at some point at length when we go into just Halo 2 as a multiplayer. But, you know, at, at that point in time when it was relevant, especially like Halo 2, I was not doing well in school and I was just uh, going through some depression at the time. And it was it was a it was a difficult time in my life. But what what made me happy and what helped get me through it was playing Halo 2 with my friends on the weekends. And, you know, I, that's why it, it I hold it in such high regard because um it just gave me so many good memories and made me have so much fun and uh, I was happy and I loved playing it and just being around friends. You know, I think when some people go through hard times, they tend to want to isolate them, isolate themselves, which mm-hmm. is not always the best thing to do usually. Yeah. So being around people and playing in Halo and just having, like you said, Brian, this water cooler, water cooler effect. Um, it was awesome. I mean, you're, you're with friends and you're competing against one another, but you're also being together and having fun and laughing. I can remember staying up till like 3 a.m. and watching like infomercials and just laughing hysterically because like our energy is just draining. Yep. We're at that point where we're like, we're tired of playing games. Time, we're tired of playing Halo. Like we, we, we would be blasting like Blow Me Away by Breaking Benjamin for like an hour and then listening to what, like the killers and all this. Nothing music. gets you hyped for Halo like either like a Mjolnir mix or Blow Me Away. Man, that stuff just gets you freaking pumped pumped yeah which yeah and i think you asked in a different question but like oh i remember playing the killers a lot in this band called eiffel 65 um and we would just have this music on the cd you know the cd's going and just playing this music and we'd get to a point where we were so tired but we were still so wired and you're sipping mountain dew you're drinking pizza and you're just like you're being like uh, very unhealthy <laughs> but like it's you're, but having you're, so you're much living fun. a life though yes absolutely uh <clears throat> next comment we have is from carlos V. He is at the Frenetic. He says, when I entered the world of Halo in 2004, I met many people who are now friends of mine, and this led me to want to study software development. Halo was incredible. Thank you very much, Carlos. I agree. Halo is incredible, and it's so awesome that you have... Led him to want to do what, I'm sorry? Yeah, study software development. Dude, that's fantastic. Like, again, that's just something that's blown me away with this. Like, I didn't I genuinely, Brian, did not have any idea like that it would make people want to do that stuff. I, the most I've ever seen, which I thought was a lot, 
was that people just want to deep dive into the lore or do cosplays and stuff like that. But I so never you, really. You grow up like, you know, I don't know how it was with your parents. But you grow up like with the idea that like, oh, to say that you are in, you're inspired to do something giant career driven because of a video game seems ridiculous. You know, growing up, that's what people would say. But, you know, you realize now, like, just how many people are in this industry, how many people have successful jobs and careers because their love for this game. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I just think it was also a, a product of the time or a thing of the time because nowadays it's not as, as taboo as I think it, it used was to be back a kid's when we thing. were younger. Now it's an everyone thing. Yeah. So. Now, you know, celebrities play video games and stuff like that. You got, like, Drake out there doing that stuff. But, yeah. like, you know... Uh, Back then, it wasn't as big of a deal. Or it, it was more taboo and more just like that Jimmy Kimmel joke about the Halo 2 release. You know, yep. it's like it was more something to be mocked at. Now it's it's acceptable. So regardless, I think that's fantastic. And I hope it's bringing you um, great success. And if you're, if you're on the route there, I hope it, I hope it does bring you success. I, and that's just so cool to me. Yeah. So cool. Very much appreciate that. Uh, the next comment is from... Uh, Another a person we get a lot of interaction with. Um, I don't say hopefully I say it correctly. Chaotic monkey, chaotic monkey, mm-hmm. um, at chaotic monkey. It's spelled with a K. Um, says I remember nights like that. TVs everywhere and original Xbox consoles laid out. Ethernet cables ran everywhere. Good times, dude. Dude, just just talking about that gets me pumped. Like, yes, I want that. Like, I that's the part about the TVs, especially for just, some reason, triggers yeah, me. TVs everywhere, the just the possible. big tube TVs that t- took like all your strength to get over there. Yeah, I gotta say, like, um, going over to to Brian's was was always very fun, and uh, I can remember the last time I I did it. Um, there was there were already a couple people there. And just walking in and you see the TV set up and, like, everyone's socializing and stuff like that. I mean, it's just such a welcoming environment. You're all, like, some of you don't know one another, but you know by the end of it you're going to. and you're, You'll have laughed and stuff like that. Like, it sounds, it might sound corny, but that's what's fun about it. And that's why I think everyone feels that way, right? Like, it's just, dude, there's just some, it, it's like, it's like a, like how our, I'd say our dads back in the day when we were younger, they would bond over a campfire. Yeah. A lot of us bonded over Halo, whether you were a boy or a girl. You know, it's just a lot of those experiences. So. This is kind of off topic a little bit, but I, I, what's kind of cool is I can remember when I was really, really little and, and, and like Doom was the new game, like the original Doom. I remember my dad and a bunch of other dads that were his buddies getting together or gathering on a computer to like all like take turns playing Doom. You know, and it was just like that's so cool. Yeah, it was just like that was that that was like a, a, a little bit of a moment like that back then. And even my though my dad's not a huge gamer, you know, that was the start of like people really co- connecting over something like that. So mm-hmm. um, that is super cool. Next comment is from uh, Missa Red at Missa Red twenty four. Ah, Missa Red, what's up? Um, yeah, we get a lot of good feedback from Missa Red as well. Um, it says, getting into Halo really got my addiction to video games going. I've played Halo the most back back when split screen was back back when split screen was around to learn the ropes, but I quickly caught on to play solo and even lasso on MCC. Kudos to you because lasso is really hard and never played it. Never tried it. Um, Halo is nothing like the other games, and I played plenty of them. Halo for me is like that comfy spot on the couch or a home cooked meal. Nothing else is quite like it. Of course, Halo also opened the door to me meeting so many amazing people, even 343 employees that I formed friendships with. I'd never be the same if it was not for Halo. Halo brought me to streaming as well and got me started on YouTube for clips and screenshots. 
Halo really helped open up so many doors for me. It's crazy to think about. Sorry for multiple tweets. Twitter only allows you to type so much. So she's, or he, he or she, I believe it's probably he, um, sent several tweets. Um, so just apologizing for that. But uh, thank you for that, uh, Mr. Red. Sounds like there's yes, a lot there, of. Don't apologize at all for that because that is so cool to hear all that. I love that stuff. That, uh, that was one of my favorite questions that's been asked that we that Brian's put on there and like just seeing everyone's answers was amazing because that is as much as I love the campaigns that is why I still play Halo is more so because of the multiplayer and getting to do the LAN parties and stuff so um, reading all that stuff is like being read a Christmas story yeah <laughs> frankly just amazing the influence it's had on people's lives Halo so yeah and especially that you have you know you've had some friendships with three four three people I mean that's great because they seem. They seem like great. So people. genuine. You know, I haven't. I can't. I can't say I've met any personally, um, but uh, I, they seem so great and interactive and transparent and stuff like that, which is great. And yeah, just just again seeing how it's brought people together. I mean, that's it's really something. Yeah, you know, there, there's a lot of communities out there with games that that have that people have experiences with, but I don't think nobody did it better than Halo Man when it comes to land parties and those memories. I mean, I think I'm biased, others tried the same way. <laughs> yeah. I, I just I think objectively, that's a fact. Yeah. You know, even if I'm coming from a subjective standpoint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great, great answer though. Next so comment is from Alex at AP the Nerd. Uh, Halo practically made me the person I am today. Whether it be my love of sci-fi, deep, complex stories, nuanced characters, soundtracks, or just heroes in general, I've been a Halo fanatic almost my entire life. It'll always hold a very special place in my heart. That's beautiful. I, I could not agree more. It's the same for me. Um, I actually, my favorite genre is like fantasy, like medieval type setting, like Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. That's my favorite setting. But Halo, I love Halo so much that Halo has made me way more of a sci-fi fan than I was ever meant to be. I mean, and I, I think I have come to love Star Wars so much more also just because of my love for sci-fi and Halo. So, Yeah, um, you know what? I would almost agree wholeheartedly. Like, I think... I mean, Star Wars is my baby, but Lord of the Rings is just a hair underneath it. And, like, medieval fantasy stuff is, like, my favorite setting. But, like, because I love Star Wars so much, sci-fi is at the top, you know, pretty much. In some ways. In some ways. And Halo was, like, one of the other... Th like, I do enjoy Star Trek, but nowhere near as much. Um, but I do enjoy it. Yeah. But Halo is, like, the next sci-fi, like, sort of fantasy franchise that I'm, like enamored with you know so it's it was nice to get something else in that area because who doesn't love you know the idea of space and like you like the alien films and stuff like yeah that? there's so much there's so much you can do with sci-fi i think that's why it's more popular because fantasy is a little more limited mm -hmm. the next comment is from ultimate neil uh two l's he's at ultimate neil two l's it says halo especially reach has given me two solid years of some of the best memories and friends in my life Unfortunately, after those two years, my Halo friends moved into other games, but I still have a few oh. friends that I met back then that I still talk to today. We've all experienced that, Neil. All of us. Yeah. Where you got friends who just moved on from that. I remember this. I'll never forget this. It's burned in my memory. I was waiting in the lunch line in high school the day after Halo 3 came out, and this kid in school, was the kid in front of me in line was talking to another kid, and he said, he said, uh, "When Call of Duty Four, Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare comes out, uh, it's gonna it's gonna take down Halo. Everyone's gonna be playing that." And I literally just laughed. 
I thought that was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard. Like Halo had been the top forever. You know, since Halo came out, it had been the top and there had been no no contest. And I thought, you know, Call of Duty's been around for a while. Like what makes him think this one's going to be any different? Well, he must have known something I didn't because the second Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare came out, that, it, you know, that that was all she wrote. It took over Halo and it's been above Halo for ever since. So, and a lot of my friends moved on to Call of Duty and a lot of my friends thought, said, started to say things like Halo was lame or Halo was boring or Halo sucks. Um, and they eventually you know came back. Me, dude. So. Reminds me of like back when I was a kid and like a lot of us watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and then you'd get to school and they got to a point where like they were calling it Mighty Morphin Potty Trainers. <laughs> like this, oh, I'm talking geez. preschool. Oh, wow. So yeah, and kindergarten and all that. And like it carried into Halo. You had people that were like diehard Halo fans that the second Call of Duty came out that they were just like, oh, Halo sucks and Call of Duty's better and it's got loadouts and Call of Duty's great, but uh, you know, I'm, it's it's dude, I remember so the thing that, that people happened. used to make fun of all the time, which kind of blows my mind still. I would this just came up all the time. People would say, "In Halo, it takes forever to kill someone." I'm like, "Yeah, that's awesome." Like, they they like the twitch shooter, you know, like in Call of Duty, where you can you know what really quick. I have a few friends that feel that way, and I just want to say that I understand it. However, that's what I love about Halo's multiplayer mm-hmm. because there have been so many times where I've got the reverse kill, where yeah. they had the drop on me and I was able to outsmart them. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do is when someone gets a drop on me and I'm backing up into a room and they come through that door, I can see on the motion sensor they're coming through, I bank a grenade right on the floor next to them against the wall and they fall into that trap and I kill them. And it's like, it's so rewarding. And I love that. I love those moments. It's fair. I just, I don't get those in Call of Duty. So uh, I'm, I'm, it's not a knock on Call of Duty. Just preference. But that's what I love about it. Yeah. yeah. And, and just to say like, yeah, I think we've all had that. Uh, you see that meme a lot where it's like, you're, you know, you have that one Halo friend or that one friend you met on Halo who was like last online five years ago, nine years ago and stuff like that. And they still have that old 360 gamer picture of like the skull or something yep. like that. And it's like, oh, man, you Sad. know what? And I remember seeing that it was like from that Fast and Furious <laughs> film of like Vin Diesel and Paul Walker as they kind of veer into different parts of their life. Yeah. And like you see the whole like, you know, play tomorrow. And it's like, yeah. And then like last online nine years ago. And it's like, oh, God, <laughs> it's heartbreaking. But, but yeah, I mean, it, that's awesome. I think he's the one that said it gave him two good years of his life in reach, you know, two happy years. Um, that is really cool. Um, and, and yeah, that's how I felt about you gotta it. You got to be stoked about reach now. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> Next comment is from loose cannon at loosed cannon. Oh, look out. Uh, says the halo series made made me more invested into space and aircraft. The designs of the Pelican and the Saber are some of my favorite ships of all time. The cutscene of the Saber launch made me truly feel how massive and grand the universe can be. See, I picked this comment because I thought that's awesome. Like, this dude loves that ships very now unique. because yeah. of Halo. Um, and Halo does that's have some very cool. iconic ships, like, very iconic, like, looks to their aircraft, so... Yeah. No, no, no. That's a very unique one. It's not something I see people talk about a lot. And, like, the vehicles aren't... They've never... Have, they've not been too too big of a thing for me i tend to prefer like the ground combat but when i play big team battle i love using the vehicles and i can i can see a little more reason like i think halo 3 had the hornet correct yes yep yeah and i loved using the hornet like i loved it for that reason just because it was new and it was unique and mm-hmm. like i could it, it just added a different aspect to it but in terms of aesthetics and design and stuff like that i can definitely understand that because there's so much going on between like humans brutes and uh covenant well just elites you know it's it just all the different sort of um, designs and stuff. Plus, when you get into like Halo Four and the Mantis and stuff like that, so a lot yeah. of different stuff. Yeah. 
Very cool. Uh, next comment is from Eric Lazowski at Prime8684. Says, Halo has been the cause of many group conflicts and rage quits, and we wouldn't have had it any other way. Much of our crowd left during the upgrade to Xbox One, but we've reconnected with others that we had lost touch with years ago. Halo has always had a way of binding us together again. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, always brings people that. back. I've I've had those moments. I've definitely had those moments where back, especially back in high school, where I was a butt nugget to a couple of friends, and they were butt nuggets to me. And we got in arguments and, and stuff like that, and silly fights. And it's you look back on it, and it's ridiculous. But like Halo, just yeah, you know, it that's that's just the thing. Like sometimes you go into it, and it's really fun. Sometimes you go into it, and like everyone has a different way that they play it. You're you're casual, Brian. I'm more competitive, mm-hmm. despite still not taking it so seriously to the point I get mad, but competitive and. That still does happen. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. I, I I think it's probably been I haven't rage quit in probably ten plus years because I just I'm just so I'm not competitive even even like single player. You're wiser now in your older years. Mm-hmm. Um, next comment is from Blue Team Productions at Blue Team Product. My brothers played Halo Three and I was too little to play, but I just watched. Halo was the mysterious thing I wanted to learn all about. Then Reach came. Aww. Me and my neighborhood friend would play Firefight nonstop. I remember hating SWAT, but now it's one of my faves. So I picked this one because I'm just like, it makes me feel bad because I'm like, I I never, I can't relate to the people who talk about their older brothers and whatnot because I'm the oldest brother. So I was always the one <laughs> that was like. I am yeah, the I'm, older brother. Exactly. I was the one that was playing Halo and kicking my little brothers out of the room and telling them to get away from me and stuff when they were little. Which, Shut which, out! Which, on one hand... <clears throat> on one hand, as I've told the story before, um, when I very first got my copy of Halo 2 in an Xbox, I immediately had Creighton, my little brother, play co-op with me. So I wasn't that horrible. It's just there was plenty of times where I had friends over, and I was like, okay, me and my friends are playing Halo, and we're too cool for you. And I feel bad because <coughs> as as we got older, my brother Creighton became a best friend. So, um, But everybody's been through that, you know, with your having to deal with your spouse. and or, or, what? I just said spouse. Wow. Well, that too. But uh, <laughs> with your little brothers or sisters and mm-hmm. big brothers and big sisters, like not sharing and having to just watch. So, yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. And and uh, just in addition to what you're saying, like, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny how you think about that. Like, uh, I know with Justin and I, like, we I mean, we've, we 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 kind of got playing Xbox because of Halo 2 and stuff like that. But we didn't. As kids, I was playing more with uh, his older brother, Steven. And, like, then as we got more into the Xbox and the games and stuff like that. Uh, we became a lot closer and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's funny. It's funny thinking back on that yep. stuff. I love how nostalgic this whole discussion is making me super nostalgic. I have this smile on my face. My face hurts right now mm-hmm. because I'm smiling. Dude, just all the responses to this to this question are making my yeah. my face you know hurt from smiling. It's just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this next one's from Cameron Big Dreamer. I love his at. His at is at classy underscore ending. Uh, says halo gave me a sense of belonging that i lost early in my high school i had no idea where i wanted to be what i wanted to do and who i wanted to associate myself with here i have three almost four years later chasing a dream finishing high school and getting to be with y'all so hey bud i just gotta say man i mean i'm 31 years old uh high school was a bit a go for me but you know what i was in the exact same place i think i kind of touched upon that briefly earlier as someone else's uh answer but yeah i didn't know what i was doing i thought i was i just kind of was kind of lost in, in a different place mentally with school and um it, but halo 
at Halo, I had a sense of direction, and uh, it was fun. I had friends to play with, and uh, had a great time. And I, I mean, offline too, not just online. But um, but it actually made me move to the online aspect and maybe interact with people that I hadn't met. Um, got me out of my comfort zone. So uh, that was very cool. So I completely understand, and I, I think that's awesome. Loved that comment. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more because even now, like Halo's influencing me and in, in, in the direction I go with things because. Obviously, I, I work a regular job because I have to to pay bills and live and live a life and be an adult. But adulting. But what I want to do, <sighs> what I'm passionate about, is Halo. And what I want to do is talk about Halo and and interact with the Halo community and and post Halo content. And that's what we're doing now. And um, you know, that's that's why um, I do this content because you know Halo is what's influencing me and driving me forward. Even though I, I still have to have that response responsible big old thing on the side. Nah. But, uh, nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but uh, final comment I picked out uh, before we wrap up this section is from Reg. He is at Oregano. <laughs> <laughs> his at, yeah, his ad is Oregano with like six O's. Oh, that's just it? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> I thought you were going to add something onto Oregano. Nope. At Oregano. Oh, my God. That's our final. That's awesome. Oregano. Just Oregano. Uh, oregano. Why'd you sing it like that, Brian? I don't know. I just felt like it just came to me in the moment. Did it make you, you know? feel like singing? I don't know. It's reminded me of the days of stocking the Hy-Vee and putting oregano on the shelf. <laughs> stocking the grocery <laughs> yeah, store. You're a little nostalgic. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, oregano! <laughs> Halo has been influencing my life since an incredibly young age. Undoubtedly, because of that, it's changed me as a person. I wouldn't know a majority of my friends without either playing or talking about Halo. Us too, man. Same same thing. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's honestly why Brian and I became friends. I mean, I, I think, I think we still would have became friends over things like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and stuff like that, and video games in general. But I think what really made us hit it off right away was because solidified of Halo. it was Halo. Yeah, yeah. yeah when I met it, Josh, solidified the, is a better word. When I met Josh, the the upcoming Halo release was Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary for the Xbox 360. I remember asking him mm-hmm. about it and. He was he was excited, but you know not as much as me because I was just obsessed, and he was just and, you know we were, we we're also more. I had moved on at that. point. Yeah, you'd moved on. Also, we were Halo. both more looking at Skyrim, you know, because that hadn't yes. come out yet. So. Yeah, that was the big big game that year. So. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Josh, you mind if I move on to the final kind of oh, and stuff? Absolutely. Uh, uh, but I will say real quick, thank you guys. Again. Yeah, great, great comments. So great comments. That question specifically was one of my favorite ones that's been asked. Um, that probably that. is my favorite one, just because I take it so personally into heart. The the nostalgia, yes. the my favorite discussion regarding Halo is not even to do with Halo as much as it is those sort of land parties and memories that people have. Because I have that yeah. so intrinsically in me. So we need to have a whole absolutely. podcast just on that, like some point. Yes, just yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so thank guys, you again, guys. As we uh, pointed out uh, last podcast, we have a website. It's www.sacrediconhalo.com. Um, everything you could want to find out is there, stuff about us, what we're about. Um, we have a link to uh, Patreon there if you guys want to become sacred. Uh, be- become sacred for a dollar. We only have one tier. It's just the sacred tier. Just throw us a buck, and uh, you can become sacred. Support us that way. Uh, Don't you want to be sacred? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josh will sing that uh, with your name if you want some time, if you become sacred. <laughs> um, but it's only a dollar. That's all we, that's all we uh, ask for, guys. If you feel like uh, donating uh, monetarily, uh, you can become sacred. But uh, if you just listen to the podcast or retweet stuff or share us you know that's that's plenty of support that's all we need we definitely don't you definitely don't have to do the patreon we don't expect that at all um we also started a discord which is at which is uh back or forward slash sacred icon halo as well you uh, anyone can join the discord 
And we'd love to talk to you guys about uh, discussion around recent episodes or just anything in Halo or gaming in general. Uh, feel free to join that. Uh, there's a link to Discord on our website as well. So, Josh, you want to take us out? Yeah, guys. Did you know that about a month ago, Brian and I got an email from Apple? They said to us, listen. We need you. We need you. You know what we said? We said back to him. We said, I need a weapon. So we signed up. We're on Apple Podcasts, you guys. Okay, you can find us. Uh, and, you know, if you want to listen to us elsewhere and not hear these terrible jokes, you can find us also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much everywhere else. Um, if there's not a place, uh, you know, that, that you listen to your podcast on and we're not on, again, always let us know and we will take care of that right away because we definitely want to give uh, we want to be out there as many places i don't know why itunes seems so prestigious but it just does it seems like the it seems like the most prestigious of platforms well they're also the only ones that reached out to us exactly i mean yeah they were they i mean <laughs> they they offered us a large sum of money and we said we can't be bought and then you said it's my money and i need it now yeah so and then they offered they threw another zero on the end and we said you know what throw in a couple I, iphones we'll do it so here we are yeah yeah um, if you guys ever want to write in um, some terrible jokes like the ones we have or just give us feedback or chat us up in general you can do so at sacrediconhalo at gmail.com um, and we'll read it off on the show um, uh, also if you you know if you don't want to do that but you, maybe you just want to do it through Twitter uh, which is where you can find us very actively uh, you can do so at sacrediconhalo uh, followed by Brian's personal page at Brian's Bane my own being at Jovial Joshi and Brian's wife Erica is playing through Halo uh, for the first time the, the very first Halo Combat Evolved uh, so if you want to check out her two minute videos I think they're two minute 18 seconds um, if you want to check those out uh, definitely do so at Erica Plays Halo um, because those are great it's a great fresh take but uh, yeah so thank you so much again guys I think we're going to be I don't know Brian is our next episode going to be about are we going to be doing an oddball or are we uh, going to be doing our plan right now is to do an oddball on the Mandalorian again, right? Oh yes. Because uh, we last time we did not ball, we did. This like, is the way. Okay. This is, I've spoken. Um, what's the other line? Um, I, oh yeah, spoke. this is the way. I've spoken. Yeah, you did them both at once. I was gonna. Did I was gonna take the, the other one. Right out of the you park. Stuck. Double kill. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty accurate. Um, they can if, if they need a, a, a bargain. Mike, what's his name? Mike Salter or whatever does the, the sound voice for the multiplayer. Yeah. They need a bargain version. They get you real cheap, Josh. Oh, thanks. It's nice to know I mean, on the great value they, version. Yeah, because so we'll, they, they'd probably be like, Josh, we'll give you uh, we'll give you $1,000 to come do that. And you'd be like. I would do it. And you'd be like. Yep. Well, well you'd probably come for free. And you know what? You know what the plane ticket, you'd probably go for free. You, yeah, I'd go do it. And then afterward, you'd be like, how was it? And I'd be like, you know what? When they approached me about this, I thought, this is cool. And then I did it. And, and it was cool. It was cool. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, We're going to make Major well, Nelson you. a meme. That's great. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. He's Brian. I'm Joshua. And as always, you've been listening to the Sacred Icon Halo podcast. Keep it sacred. Peace, guys.